Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone, just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. This episode is brought to you by Prime Video and the new film My Policeman starring Harry Styles. My Policeman is streaming now on Prime Video. Kia ora everyone, welcome back to your, what is it Liv? Bonafide favourite pop culture podcast or is it just podcast? What? Oh, oh, I don't know if we're oh. people's bonafide favourite podcasts <laughs> as a whole. I know that might be too much of an umbrella term. Let us know if we are, everyone, everyone that's listening to their bonafide favourite pop culture podcast. Um, Liv and I are back in the studio it's been a few weeks. It's been a week. It has. Lucy's looking extremely sun-kissed. She's glowing, maybe from the vomiting that happened. Oh, God. Should we <laughs> just, belly. Should we jump straight into what describes our week? I think so. Um, okay, well, I'm just going to take it away because mine is Instagram versus reality. Ooh. This is because, for those of you who don't know, most of you probably do because you follow us elsewhere, Rubes and I went to Bali to cover Instagram's creator week which was like the most like amazing slash cooked thing Mm. we've ever been to I mean and I don't think I will ever see an event like that again I'm actually about to do a wrap up on the shit show of the event oh so you because I was gonna say could you walk me through it a little bit or that'll be on the shit show or you can go and read I wrote a newsletter just all about it but like think meta branded coconuts meta branded cheesecake but then also the most amazing like these weren't influencers these were actual like creatives videographers dancers like just people that are really fucking into their craft there were drones flying around it wasn't anyone that does like product placement. This is always the case. The actual people are fucking great, right? Like what they're highlighting is amazing, but then the fucking events are sometimes seem um, a bit out of touch. Yes, out of touch. Yeah. Wasteful. Yes. This one um, didn't feel that wasteful was one thing I noticed. Okay, that's good. Um, And also, again, you can think what you want about like Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, but the people actually, you know, lower down in the companies are just people like us that genuinely love these creators. And obviously there was not much mention of TikTok and everything was about reels and like NFTs and metaverse and like all that kind of jargony stuff. But when you boil it down to the point of this week, which was to show the creators that they love them, fuck, like they did a good job. Um, So Ruby and I were at that and it was like an amazing time, an amazing experience. I did... Um, drink some of the water when I was brushing my teeth at one point. And I'd been joking to Ruby about how I've never had food poisoning and I've got an iron gut, blah, blah, blah. The day after all the work got done, thank God, um, I got barley belly, like 
real bad for like half a day. Woke up, wrote the morning newsletter, started to feel a little bit random, but then was sort of fine because I feel like, again, distraction for me. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how. Like, if I'm sick, I'm sick. Like, if I'm feeling shit, I'm feeling shit. Yeah. I'm telling everyone I'm feeling yeah. shit, I'm going to bed, whatever. Lucy is just like, push through, push through, push through, push through vomits on the fucking floor of the hotel lobby. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I did that and then and then I and then Ruby and I went to this beach club called Mississippi and then we lay on the beach. Oh, that's quite good. Yeah. And oh, we lay by the pool and I had a drink and I told Ruby I was feeling sore tummy and I didn't eat sore tummy. Sore tummy. And well, I ate a little bit and then Ruby I, and then I left it because I was feeling a bit sick and then got back. We checked out of our hotel, got in the car, to the new hotel or to the new villa, it dropped us off and then we had to walk for like five minutes in the sun because it dropped us in the wrong place, dragging my heavy suitcase, feeling oh. sick, gave my suitcase to Ruby because I was too weak to like lift it up the Dehydration station. Yeah. Got into the new villa. These two gorgeous men were like helping us and I just go, bathroom. And then he couldn't hear what I said. And then Ruby was like, where's the bathroom? And as she was saying that, vomited once all over the floor, vomited again, and then ran, you know, when you can't say anything, you're feeling that sick, ran to the bathroom, vomited again a few times. Sorry, puke warning. And um, and then I was started pissing myself because I was like, holy fuck, that's, I can't believe I've just done that. Like, this out. is a story, can't wait to write about it. Literally. Went out, yelled, I'm sorry to everyone, yelled it like, no, I was literally like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, oh my god, I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, and then... Just like, apologising, oh, like, obviously you did vomit in a public place, yeah. but like, apologising for just being a burden. And then went went into the new villa, thought, oh, I was fine, said to Ruby, I feel amazing, one and done, one and done, lay down on the bed for a few hours, got back up, vomited my ring out again, and then me and Ruby, because this villa was a little bit out of the way, and I started mm. getting a bit scared, I have a bit of a thing with like traveling overseas and hospitals and past experiences. And I was just like to Ruby, I can't actually be that far from a hospital just yeah, in case. So fair. And and we were quite far. And Ruby was like 100%. Rebooked our old, old hotel where the, where the people that um, run it were just so nice to mm-hmm. us, looked after us like we were family. We were like, we just have to get back here. We just felt safe. Felt safe. Got out of the taxi to this new hotel, ran straight to the whole hotel lobby, vomited again. <laughs> Oh, and the toilets this time actually. <laughs> and then this is honestly like something from a chick flick. No, it was like, like bridesmaids where she's going about. Yes, it was so bad. And then like in the back of my head was I really didn't want to ruin Ruby's trip. And Ruby didn't give a shit. Ruby was so cute when and got me all the shit I needed. And then the next day I was just like a bit dead to the world, but no more vomiting. And then rehabilitated and. <laughs> Went and we went on ATVs and Ruby rolled her these are four wheelers. Ruby rolled her ATV. That's scary. Yeah, it was actually scary. It was like really low health and safety, but so fun. Helmets. Helmets. Yeah. But like no lessons on how to ride. Oh like you're going through caves, you're going through rivers, you're going over mud. And then just like and me and Ruby had a couple's massage where we were just both naked together, like getting rubbed down, making eye contact, pissing ourselves. Like it was Honestly, the most chaotic but the best holiday. It was madness. It was like yeah. Instagram here, reality, like fucking other Fucking hell. Every day sounds like so different. Yeah. And 
I can imagine Ruby on the ATV just being like shit scared. She already didn't want to do it, and but I made her. She, yeah. Oh, no, I like she was going to come on feeling. it with me, and then I was like, yeah. "Sure, you don't want your own." She's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go on my own." And then it was so scary. Like even yeah. I, and I don't get that scared about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So scared. Oh, I would have been terrified. But it was amazing. So anyway, you opted out of Bali for fear that it was going to be like all the other sort of events we've been yeah. to. So for everyone wondering why Liv didn't come, she was invited, but you girl had other priorities. Honestly, and everyone's been asking me, like everyone, you know, around work and stuff, like, why aren't you in Bali with the girls? Like, what the fuck? And in hindsight, you probably should have come. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in hindsight, seeing as I got fucking sick again, yes, I probably should have come, but no, I I was happy with my decision. It's just that I think a lot of people... Like, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? But in my head, it just made sense. Like, I'm just not big on that side of ad job. Like, we're in the media. And for me, like, I really like some parts of the media. They really don't like other parts of the media. And I think often we get, you know, invited to events and stuff. And it's just not my thing. Like, I just get a bit overwhelmed. And honestly events kind of suck and you get given tote bags and all this shit that you don't need and and the planet doesn't need. Internal ethical dilemmas, yeah. and like I'm a really like, I was gonna say I don't know how to describe myself. Morally righteous, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> like, and I think about that shit a lot, and I think about why I'm doing things and whatever. And so this for me just was like, oh, probably not my yeah. thing. And we just come- will thrive, yeah. And I don't think I would like really help this situation except for make it a really fucking cynical thing that no one needs. So <laughs> she was very self aware about it. But then Rubes and I were over there like we thought it was gonna be more event heavy than it was. Yeah. Like none of us yeah. knew what it no, was gonna I, be. No, like. and that's the thing, totally. Um but Liv, so your week. My week. I got fucking strip throat again. <laughs> just, yeah, just fucking hell. Every time I come on here, anyway, mm. fucking razors in my throat. Like still? much better now, much better, but to the point where, like, you can't sleep and, like, you can't swallow and just, like, you know the feeling. Everyone knows it. Anyway, that was okay. I'm kind of through that. Went to Chris Parker and Eli Matthewson's, like, porn night, like, comedy porn night. So this was about ethical porn. They were basically two New Zealand comedians doing this. It wasn't even, like a stand-up show really it was more like a presentation of their findings because they're making a YouTube series Mm -hmm. with the spinoff who we work with and it was all about like where you should get your porn from and how unethical like Pornhub and things are so that was really interesting where should you get it you should basically either go to like OnlyFans. You should oh, yeah. basically just pay for your porn. Yep. So there's a lot of independent porn makers. Just out like there. paying for the media you love. Yeah. Pay the people directly to make the porn you love. It's exactly the same thing. It's like how, you know, we try not to stream movies illegally and things like that. It's the exact same thing with porn. Like Pornhub is making a whole lot of money off of pirated shit. Oh, hell yeah. And there's just a whole lot of problems. So they go in and they try and figure out, like, what we can do and how we can watch porn and not feel kind of gross about it. Yeah. So that was really cool. And, yeah, honestly, my week was a whole lot of just dabbling in the work era and then sleeping. Which was good because that's exactly what Rubes and I were doing too. Dabbling and then fucking off. Yeah, literally. But different yeah. because I was fucking off to be sick in Bali and you were being <laughs> sick in New Zealand. Being sick in New Zealand, so barely left the house, to be honest. Honestly, but Liv and I are often, like, 
I, like we do things at the same. Well, no, yeah, we're I, we're usually yo-yoing, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, and I feel like we probably yo-yoed. You were fine. I was sick. I was fine. You were sick. Yeah. We stayed sick the whole time. But it doesn't like, surprise me that we both in separate. And Ruby's pos- always just pretty solid. Yeah, Ruby's just a legend, kind ooh, of. Ooh. Yeah. And she looked after me really well, which was really mm. cute. But I hate being, you know, I struggle being looked after. Oh, I can imagine you would have just been like, don't look at me in my no, vulnerable I, state. I was honestly just like, oh, I don't want to be a fucking burden. She's like, you're yeah. not. You're actually vomiting up everything. Like, let me help. And it like becomes more of a burden when you can't help the person because you're like, well, yeah, fuck you then. <laughs> hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I know. <laughs> anyway, the co-popper of today that we're going to get to after a naughty or nice, and just a warning, it's going to be nice because I'm not in the mood to talk about something naughty at the moment, um, is Selena Gomez's documentary, which Rubes and I watched in Bali, and then basically I was like, Liv, you need to watch this because we need to talk about this because – you feel weird after finishing it, right? Oh, uh, you feel really weird. It wasn't really what I was expecting. Was it what you were expecting? No, it was – we're going to get to it in a bit, but it, I have some random thoughts and mm. feelings about it. But first of all, naughty or nice, Phoebe Bridges and Paul Meskel are reportedly engaged. I thought they were already engaged. Same. And so I think the reason that this is in the headlines now is because there was an interview in The Guardian that confirmed it. Like, Uh, Paul, uh, neither of them confirmed it themselves, but The Guardian was like, blah, 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 who is engaged to Phoebe, you know? Got you, whereas before it was kind of like rumoured to be engaged. Yeah. Yeah. And... The only reason I wanted to talk about this, even though we already have known it, mm-hmm. is because, you know, Taylor Swift's song Mastermind about how, like, what if I told you none of it was accidental? That bit. Um, because this, like, happened in the public sphere. So, first of all, Paul at one point had tweeted out his um, Spotify wrapped and Phoebe Bridges was at the top of it. So that's happening over here. Then Phoebe Bridges has watched Normal People and tweeted about how hot Paul Meskel is. And then he was like, oh, my God, dead. And then she was like, no, don't die. You're too talented or something. Ha ha. Like, you know, that classic. Yeah, that little bit of flirtatious. Yeah. And so there was flirtation going on on the web. And then they got on an Instagram live together and just, like, answered some questions and was sort of cute and flirty. Again, they weren't dating. And now it's like – evolved to the point where either Phoebe or Paul were the mastermind and, like, they made this happen, like, over social media and then it's real life. And yeah, it's like they cute. just both came for each other yeah. in, like, the best way possible. I remember watching a interview with – I remember watching an interview. <laughs> that was really bad grammar. I remember watching an interview with Paul Meskel, like, around the normal people era when, you know, you're just, like, fucking obsessed. Oh, and <laughs> 
Is that still going? Still deep. Still Ruby deep. would look over at me by the pool. I'd be watching Maddie healing videos. Oh, I've been listening to What's that song that you... Love it if we made it. Oh, so like, the best good. song ever written. No, I've been trying to show everyone I know. Yeah, so I'm like, you need to listen to this song. They're like, I don't so When they took it off our fucking set list for the band, I was like, have you listened to this song? Did they take it off the yeah, set list? when I looked at the set list, not there. Excuse me, what? We need to be yelling that. Anyway. Anyway, um, back to Paul Maskell. So I was watching him like in an interview and he was asked like, what's your soundtrack for the summer or like something like that like or like what's the artist of your jet like something big yeah. Phoebe Bridges and then I was like mm. I know and like on this Spotify like um rap that he tweeted out it was like his top genre was folk pop and Lord was on it and yeah. Phoebe Bridges and Dermot Kennedy and I was yeah. just like Paul, you're actually so cute he seems like that sort of guy yeah, hey? I know so anyway that's nice because um, I don't really want to talk about anything that not nice because the second half of this conversation about the Selena Gomez documentary might not be that uplifting. Yeah, but that's I not think our so. jobs to be uplifting all the time. No. Anyway, we're going to get into that chat right after we hear from our sponsors this week. Liv, I actually can't even put into words how fucking cool and blessed we are to be able to be working with Prime Video on the release of My Policeman. Oh my god, I know, Luce. Honestly, anytime we get to do a partnership that relates to Harry Styles is honestly a dream. And actually not to mention that My Policeman kind of slayed. I reckon one of the cool or like buzzy things about this movie, which I didn't actually know going into it, is that it's a film that's been adapted from a novel which was inspired by the famous menage a trois between the novelist E.M. Forster, Forster's policeman lover Bob Buckingham, and Bob's wife May. The more you know. Honestly, Bob Buckingham, what a fucking Bob Buckingham. iconic name. But they had a real-life menage a trois. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I, I didn't know that, Luz. I really loved it because it's kind of about a forbidden love between Tom, who's Harry, Marion, who's played by Emma Corrin, who was fucking fantastic and Patrick played by David Dawson also so so good I know he was incredible and it was tragic and beautiful all at once and a story that I haven't seen on film very much which I always love I love it when it's a complex love story yes and I I thought honestly I thought the performances like you said were actually incredible like I like genuinely loved it so much that I kind of want to watch it again already thankfully we can you can too, everyone, and live, because it's streaming now on Prime Video. It is, loose, and please let us know your thoughts, because we would love to hear them. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you.